it's so important like to have gone so many years without that in my life and now to see the change where I do have that in my life it is so important for us to have something that is that we're passionate about that lights us up that you know is something we can share with the world and for so many that you know their career their you know job does not do that for them so even though someone might say that well my passion lights me up but it's not important to the world if it lights you up it is important period, end of sentence, (laughs) because those are the type of people we need in the world. You know, how different would our world be if everyone was focusing on what brought them joy and passion instead of just, you know, making money or living a specific type of life that they were told to live. So I knew I wanted to work with entrepreneurs and just so that they could have the courage and the confidence to show up and shine their light in the world. This is Unconditioning, Discovering the Voice Within with Whitney and Jenkins. Hello, and welcome to the 25th episode of Unconditioning, Discovering the Voice Within, where I bring on guests and we talk about the inner authentic voice and the challenges and rewards that come from following it. This week, I have with me Jenny Sharp. Jenny is an inner goddess coach who helps soulpreneurs embody their authentic self with confidence. She's passionate about working with determined women who feel that their business is an answer to their soul's calling. She is a certified coach, EFT, and Reiki practitioner who loves game nights and longboarding. And I'm fortunate to know Jenny from a group that meets weekly called Rise and Vibe. It's a group where women entrepreneurs meet and we talk about our celebrations and our wins and the projects that we're working on. As entrepreneurs, sometimes it can be a lonely journey as we're working for ourselves. And so it's amazing to have this group of women to bounce ideas off of and to feel support. And Jenny, having her as a part of that group is an incredible fortunate thing because she is so full of wisdom and joy and i'm really excited to share her with you on this podcast i think you'll want to work with her after you hear this right away so without further ado here is jenny sharp today's good life is good i'm enjoying today a little tired but just taking it in stride so one of the first things that i ask people on the podcast because we're talking about the inner authentic voice and i find it fascinating like how that originates and when people discover it in their life. So do you remember a time when you first realized that you had an inner authentic voice of your own and it wasn't influenced by your environment or your parents or anything around you, but you knew like specifically that this was you? Um, I think I was always searching for that. Um, You know, as like a child and a teenager, I was always interested in, Um, you know, wanting to find that, that feeling within me. Um, And I felt that I, that it was lacking. And I think I probably would have said that most of my life I was being authentic, but there was a, there, I can recognize now in retrospect that there definitely was a turning point. And that was around 27 years old. Um, when I moved back here from Boston and was going through a divorce and I was in counseling and starting to 
really kind of dissect who I was, where I had lost myself, and who I wanted to be going forward. I had, there were certain things in my life that I was doing or following, and I realized it was because of how I was raised or how I thought I should act. Um, And it really came to a point where um, I wanted to look at different things in my life and figure out, am I doing that because that's what I want? Is that what I believe is true or important? Or is it because that's what I was taught? And so it was, you know, it has taken a few years, but it's a good discerning process. Um, And it's been really exciting to really just own it to not just say, I don't want this anymore. And I want this, but to actually like embody it, to live it, to release the old and really step into um, who I actually am and move forward in confidence. Yeah. Was there a moment specifically that that clarity came to Do you remember? It's okay if not. I don't know that there was a specific moment because I feel like it was a lot of little moments um, of, yeah, a lot of little moments that added up into big change. There was, we're going to get really personal, I guess. There was one moment (laughs) where, there was a moment where um, I had started to uh, date again. And, um, you know, part of my story and part of how I sort of ended up within my relationship with my ex-husband was through how I was raised in Christianity and, you know, that saving yourself for marriage type thing. And I was, you know, coming to a point where I was like, well, I'm now divorced. Now what? (laughs) What does that mean moving forward as far as like sexuality? Um, Am I saving myself again? or another marriage and what am I going to do about it? Um, Is it shameful uh, to move forward with, you know, expressing sexuality um, outside of marriage? And I had gone on this date, was a Tinder date. I didn't know this person very well. I stayed the night. It was a fun experience. That next morning, well, next day, I was going to um, a, it was to see a speaker author and he, he identifies through like a Christian lens, but he has a very kind of more liberal view Mm -hmm. and um, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it and the whole um, point of his like talk was the word kadosh which means holy and um, in Hebrew and to sit, to like say that every, everything that happens in your life, whether you like it or you don't like it, or it's, you know, good or bad that you can draw a circle around it and call it holy. And I'm, you know, coming from this place of, should I be having a meltdown right now? Should I be feeling shameful? Should I be regretting what I did? And to just say, no, I can draw a circle around this experience and call it holy. Um, and so that was definitely a turning point for really embracing who 
what I want to believe, who I want to be, my own values, um, and you know, acting in a way that felt authentic to myself um, instead of you know doing what other people had told me. So that was definitely um, a very important moment for my life yeah Yeah, it sounds it sounds like that was it a struggle for you to transition in this way um in regards to your family were they supportive in the direction that you were going because I feel like they were probably an influence in this Christianity in your life was there a struggle with uh wanting to break away from that with them I did have concern that I might be judged. Um, but at this point, my dad had actually just passed away. Um, so, it, you know, it was a really, like, right. it was about a well, one year period where a lot happened in my life, including my uh, father passing away, um, the, you know, dissolving of my marriage. Um, and I knew my sister, you know, wouldn't judge me or anything. Um, and I wasn't too involved in church anymore. But really with my mom, I have taken a lot of cues from my mom growing up. A lot of the the ways that I had been embodying, um, you know, in my life was from her teachings and, you know, her opinions. Um, and, you know, I, really not wanting to be wrong. I have, you know... Never, I have a thing within me that I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was some concern there. I mean, she didn't know. <laughs> as far as that experience, she didn't know. <laughs> um, that was a little more private, but um, she has, she has grown a lot in her own spirituality, which has been wonderful um, in her own acceptance of other people's journeys. And at this point, she has really um, embraced that I have been through quite a lot in my life and um, and I still, you know, am a person of, you know, integrity. Um, and she actually just said to me the other day, um, my birthday, she said, have I told you lately how much I love you and I'm proud of you? And I was like, no. Oh, wow. And she's, yeah. And she said, well, I just wanted to let you know that um, I am really proud of you because, you know, you are trying to live um, a very specific kind of life that is different than other people. And you're not willing to compromise on that. And I am so proud of you of like forging your own way. And of course, she's a lot of what she's talking about is me, you know, moving forward as an entrepreneur and a coach, but, um, you know, me being my authentic self completely ties into that. And at this point, she knows that, I am, you know, in, in a relationship that is not a married relationship (laughs) and it's, it's all good. And it's adding value to your life. Yeah. What what a validating um, confirmation from your mother that must have been. So I want to get to, from how you (laughs) came from that background to now you're supporting women um, to find their inner goddess um, and also mm-hmm. you're a Reiki healer so I'm curious how you stumbled upon Reiki um, because I feel like that has led you to where you are now yeah with Reiki um, I, there was just a point a few years ago where I kept hearing about it 
and now I definitely hear about it even more. I run into so many people who, you know, oh, I'm a Reiki healer too. Um, it's becoming more and more common, but I kept hearing about it and I didn't really know specifically what it was, but um, I've always been a person who's wanted to try new things. Um, I've been, I've had a lot of experience with uh, chronic health issues um, and chronic pain throughout my life. So there's definitely been a lot of, um, a, a lot of my journey has been in seeking different forms of healing. And so this, this was one that just interested me and I just wanted to know what it was, but I was taking a class with a woman and the, the teacher, it was, it was a class called find your true North. And I knew she was a Reiki healer. And so after one of the classes, I was talking to her and I said, can you just tell me like, what, what is Reiki? Can you just tell me what it is? And I think she briefly said that it's, you know, life force energy, but there's not a whole lot to explain, <laughs> you know, in like the tangible. So she said, it's easier to show you. Can you just put out your hand? And so I put out my hand and she took, you know, both her hands kind of like a sandwich and ran it back and forth slowly. She wasn't touching my hand, but I could feel like tingling as well as a temperature change. I could feel warmth and it was moving with when she was moving her hand. And, you know, it immediately caught my attention. You know, what, what is this magic? I need to, <laughs> you know, to be able to not just, um, you know, have an experience with someone where you, you think something is happening or you hope something is happening to actually have your body respond in mm -hmm. a way that is almost like proof, I guess, yeah. uh, is really exciting. Um, so in that moment, I said, you know, when are you teaching your next level one class I'm in? So yeah, when, you know, once you get to feel some type of something that feels like magic, it's hard not to want to move forward. Yeah, if you could describe to someone who doesn't know what Reiki is, um, how would you define it? Life force energy is generally the way it's defined. Um, uh, some people call it chi or prana. Um, and yeah, just the energy of the universe, the energy that is, you know, through and within all living things. And within Reiki, you become attuned to this energy so that you can kind of channel or send it to another person. You're not giving them your own energy. Some energy workers, you know, will give someone else their own energy. Um, this is not that. It's just letting it be channeled through you to somebody else. And, you know, I get to have that experience too of being able to feel it, you know, like moving through my hands and have the sensation change as far as how it's reacting to the person that I'm working with. And even more exciting than that is when I do Reiki, I open myself up, um, open to receive and open to give. And mm -hmm. a lot comes through. If the person is open, the person's open, a lot comes through. Um, as far as these messages and information from the universe that this person is now ready to hear. Um, so after I get to give them an intuitive reading and it usually, I do a lot of double checking, you know, while <laughs> I'm, while I'm going with this because I don't want to get too cocky and I don't want to sound stupid or, you know, so I do a lot of double checking, you know, is there a message this person is, you know, supposed to be hearing right now? And then I usually hear it in my head and then I go, that can't be it. 
what's the message? And then, and then I hear the same thing again. Are you sure? Are you sure that's, that's okay. Okay. That's the message. Um, and so there's a lot of me looking for reassurance as well, because it's very vulnerable to right. give, to give someone an intuitive reading. I guess I have had people, you know, who weren't quite as open in their journey to receive it. And, you know, they kind of don't have a lot to say and they say, well, I don't know if that really makes sense or not because they're so focused on just kind of their physical life. And, you know, well, I ran a marathon yesterday, so I was just hoping that my legs would feel better. Um, but most <laughs> of the time, generally the people I'm working with are, are, are open to receive such messages and it's nerve wracking to, you know, give them their intuitive reading, but all, like all, always they, you know, even if it makes no sense to me, they go, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I know what that means. Um, so yeah, that's just such an amazing way to connect with other people, um, to be able to read their energy and give them messages from the universe. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're getting that download of information, it's coming from a certain intuition that you have gifts of an insight how does that contribute to your inner voice and where do you think that is coming from Mm. well I know when I was a kid I I you know always heard about people saying that they heard you know the voice of God or something and I was looking to be having experiences outside of my body like to hear it through my ears to have an auditory experience and some people do um that's not how I generally receive intuition and it took many years to realize that sometimes the things that I am hearing through my own thoughts that they didn't really stem from me that they aren't my usual thoughts um and that it can kind of move conversation like where there is a response but it's still being filtered through my brain excuse me and my the the way you hear yourself think in your own head it's still coming through that um I do believe that it's you know coming from God or you know the universe source energy whatever this amazing energy is that connects us all um just because I've seen it happen so many times where somebody says yes I know exactly what you're talking about and it's it can be pretty specific even if it doesn't make sense to me it can be rather specific where it's either going to land or not um and you know not just vague like um you know oh you should probably have more peace in your life well that's going to apply to everybody you know right (laughs) right um more more specific than you know something like that and so I've just seen it too many times where I know that it's not me just like taking a guess um, I, when I was attuned to the second level, my Reiki master had an experience that she said she's never had before of, you know, you invite in your, uh, Reiki guides, um, and my Reiki guide showed up so forcefully to her that she like stumbled backwards as she was attuning me. Um, and that it works really well for me because when I check in with that Reiki guide are you here she is you know direct and loud um so that's amazing as well and how it works with my 
you know, authentic voice is, I would say just that I'm willing to speak the truth as it is coming to me because it's taken a long time to get here. And, you know, I was always looking for something, you know, to, to feel that I had a passion about something. Um, but I never really knew what it was. And Reiki has been a part of that to be able to have the courage to say, I am receiving this message for you, or this is an image I'm seeing. And I'm pretty sure it's tied to trauma you've had as an inner child and to be able to lead someone through, um, you know, I've had an experience where I was doing Reiki, but also kind of transferred into a little bit of how I would do a healing session within coaching and, you know, to lead them through this, you know, traumatic inner child healing when in the past, I wouldn't have had the courage to say that yeah. or honestly to even receive it. It would have been blocked out because I didn't have the courage to be able to speak such, you know, amazing and powerful things. So even though these aren't messages from me, it still takes me speaking my truth in my authentic voice to be able to deliver them. Right. Yeah. It gives you a tool to be able to communicate um, mm-hmm. what you've been seeking, it seems, your whole life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what? inspired you to work with women specifically and how did you come to be a coach? Uh, I came to be a coach in the way that many people become to be a coach and that is you go through something in your life that you don't didn't care for or was traumatic and, and then came to a point where you overcame it. And that's where a lot of coaches, you know, come from is they're able to have, you know, not just the knowledge, but um, the life experience to turn around and, you know, hold someone else's hand as they come through that type of experience. So after I was um, getting divorced and, you know, coming to terms with you know, I'm still in my twenties. I'm still young. I've already had, you know, like a six year marriage that fell apart. My life is not turning out how I thought it would whatsoever. What do I want my life to be? There was immediately the sense of new freedom Mm -hmm. of, you know, I now a lot more choice that I felt um, as far as how I wanted to move forward. And, um, I, And part of that is also career. I had never found anything that, you know, I wanted to, you know, seek higher education for or, you know, anything that I thought would be, you know, this would be a lasting career for me. Nothing ever seemed to work out. But I saw a Facebook ad for a Manifest Miracles Challenge. And it caught my eye. And it seemed kind of ridiculous because it was very focused on law of attraction and I didn't know much about law of attraction, but I thought, you know, eh, it's free. What the heck? <laughs> so I signed up and the coach was amazing. I loved seeing the changes that people were seeing within this, I don't know, it's five days, seven days. Um, it was just a really magnetic, exciting energy. Not that I saw a lot of change during that time, but, um, but to be around other people who were so excited and to see how, you know, this woman's life was. And so I kept um, following her on social media and getting her emails. 
um, I think for six months, six months to a year until I finally said, okay, I'm ready to put some real money down. Cause you know, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money. I was, you know, working like a minimum wage job. Um, I'm ready to put some money down. And I, I the program was called master your life Academy. And I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to master <laughs> my life. I want to know what the hell I'm doing in this world because so far it's not working out too good. Um, and so I was in that program for a year and each month was a different topic and to be able to see, you know, myself change in different ways as far as, you know, whether it was regards to money or relationships or, um, health, just in different ways. I loved the community. I loved the coach and I got to the point where I thought, you know, watching her work with people and be able to just lead somebody within a few minutes to like their having this really deep emotional experience that is, you know, they're changing before my eyes. This is amazing. I wonder if this is something that I could do. And that's all it took. I wonder if this is something that I could do. And I'd been listening to a podcast that was like called like, don't keep your day job. Mm -hmm. uh, and so like within that podcast group on Facebook, I posted like, hey, I'm interested in becoming a coach. I would like to gift some women some free sessions and you know I would love your feedback and I think I did like 10 sessions or something and a couple of them were bumpy but every single one that I did I was so energized by the end of it I was so lit up I could see that they had had you know a shift um either in how they were feeling or how they wanted to move forward in life. It was so exciting. And I felt completely lit up in a way that I had never felt lit up before. It felt very like I had found my purpose and my passion. It's like I knew almost instantly. So from there, you know, I got more training as far as being a coach and, um, you know, EFT practitioner, Reiki practitioner. Um, and so it's, it's really just been a journey from there realizing that this was my passion and then just kind of figuring out how, how I wanted to, you know, work with women. And I think you did ask why I work with women. Yeah. You know, I feel more, I just feel more <laughs> comfortable with women. I think um, it's, you know, usually we say we're our own ideal client and a lot of the experiences that, you know, I'm having in coaching sessions can be pretty intimate. They can be about, you know, traumatic experiences. Um, they can, be about very vulnerable emotional times, especially with, you know, like inner child work and stuff and, you know, pressing somebody to go deeper or to call more from themselves out. And for me, that is much easier to connect with a woman on. I, I'm not saying that men can't do this work and don't need to do this work. I think they absolutely should. I just am probably not the best person to connect with them on that. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Can you explain a little bit about the inner goddess that you speak of and maybe even something about like divine feminine and masculine energy and how you incorporate all of that into your work yeah this has been definitely an interesting part of my journey as far as you know finding my authentic voice because so yeah in the past those terms would not have sat well with me I would have thought someone saying them was ridiculous but we, we learned that that says more about ourselves than it does about other people when we judge them. Um, 
so I knew that I wanted to work with female entrepreneurs because a lot of my journey had to do with, um, you know, finding my passion and finding the thing that really lit me up and it's coaching. And it's so important like to have gone so many years without that in my life. And now to see the change where I do have that in my life, it is so important for us to have something that is, that we're passionate about that lights us up, that, you know, is something we can share with the world. And for so many that, you know, their career, their, you know, job does not do that for them. So even though someone might say that, well, my passion lights me up, but it's not important to the world. If it lights you up, it is important period, end of sentence, <laughs> because those are the type of people we need in the world. You know, how different would our world be if everyone was right. focusing on what brought them joy and passion instead of just, you know, making money or living a specific type of life that they were told to live. So I knew I wanted to work with entrepreneurs and just so that they could have the courage and the confidence to show up and shine their light in the world. And I was kind of trying to figure out, okay, what, I guess I'm a mindset coach what, what does my program give people? What, what is the tangible? And I was really looking, you know, at a very specific way of, you know, trying to market and the tangible that I came to is productivity. Well, when I work with women, they get a lot of stuff done in their business. (laughs) So I'll be a mindset and productivity coach. And that was exciting because I had something very tangible to tell people as far as what was going to happen when they worked with me. Um, But that wasn't aligning with my you know authentic voice and my mission as much I found that I was getting bored pretty quickly of talking about how can I make people more productive um (laughs) because you know that wasn't the thing that was lighting me up right that seems to be completely against um what you're all about actually so yeah yeah it was it was a you know it, it is a byproduct of coaching with me is that you you know do end up making a lot of progress in your business and getting things done because we are finding the roots of perfectionism and, you know, overthinking and, you know, paving a way so that you can move forward. But, you know, and so I I launched this program and it's called passionate, productive and profitable or something like that. Um, And no one enrolled. People were telling me that they were interested in the webinar, but not actually watching it. And I found that I was so frustrated one day that I started just yelling at the universe and I started like EFT tapping on my face and stuff. And I'm just, you know, trying to process this frustration that I'm having with the universe and saying, how dare you, how dare you universe bring me to tell me that I can trust you and that I can be a coach. And I don't have, you know, any people signing up for this program. And, you know, I'm having a complete meltdown and just crying and stuff. And I finally get to a place where the, you know, emotions start to change and move a little bit. And I finally just say, okay, okay, universe, what do my clients need? And the word I heard was magic. Mm. My first thought was how the hell am I going to sell magic? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just seemed completely ridiculous, (laughs) but I knew in that moment that, that what I had been doing I wouldn't have bought my program, even though I know I need, you know, I need to be more productive. I need to get more stuff done. I need to stop procrastinating, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah, that's a very masculine way of looking at it, too. Yes, exactly. And so realizing that I wasn't going to buy my own program and uh, that it really, you know, 
that talking about it wasn't lighting me up. Okay, well, how can I shift gears? And it's funny because my coaching program is exactly the same. It's just finding the voice I wanted to use to tell mm -hmm. people about it, what transformation they're going to have. Um, you know, I didn't make any changes to my coaching program besides the name, which is now Ignite Your Inner Goddess. Um, so I had reached out to someone I had coached with and said, you know, what kind of, what kind of coach do you think I am? Like, what kind of like progress have you seen or, you know, whatever, like just trying to get some like market research. And she said, she was like, I don't know, but I feel like you're like a inner goddess coach because, because I feel so like lit up when I work with you. And, you know, it kind of made me laugh at the time. I was like, oh, inner goddess coach. That's funny. Um, but no, really, what kind of, you know, like you're trying to get to the, tell me what, it, what we, what I actually did for you. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's taken a while to take that term on, but it's, I've had to do it in my own way. And that is a lot of the authentic voice because I had this view that, you know, the inner goddess would be this ethereal, perfect woman who plays a harp and, you know, floats <laughs> around when really it's just, you know, your higher self or your soul self or your authentic self, you know, when we strip down all the conditioning that we've had as humans. So moving forward with that and, you know, finding my own authentic self, my inner goddess is sarcastic and hilarious and, um, she's fun and adventurous and, you know, cares deeply about people um, wants to make an impact on the world. Um, and, you know, she might change day to day based on what brings her pleasure. One day, you know, being really feminine and, you know, looking more ethereal and, you know, whatever, like that might bring me pleasure. But on other days, it's like, no, I want to feel like a badass today. My inner goddess is a badass. She could be a badass and you know, graceful, or, you know, like it's really finding that authentic self. And so I, you know, I'm just moving forward in a way where I'm hoping that people are seeing that, that, you know, expressing this idea of, you know, the inner goddess and, you know, the divine feminine, it doesn't have to be something that turns you off because it really just is more of what you are authentically. Um, yeah. And that is something that I find from when I talk to people on Instagram, like when I say like, oh, what, what, what brought you to my page? Why, why'd you hit follow? And they'll say like, well, you seemed more, more down to earth than other business coaches. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Like, even though I'm telling people to ignite their inner goddess, they're still finding that I'm down to earth. So that's, that's like the that's, perfect combo. Yeah. There's not like <laughs> too much magic that you seem intimidating. It's just the right amount. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if someone would like to work with you, what does that process look like? So that process, as far as onboarding would just be, you know, let's have a conversation and make sure that, you know, we'd be a good fit. I like to make sure that um, not only am I, you know, their dream coach, but they're my dream client um, and that we can, you know, make some magic in their life together um, because, you know, everyone is you know, I've worked with coaches who didn't, they, you know, weren't quite right for me and, you know, it wasn't the best experience, um, but they were perfect for somebody else. And so just making sure that, you know, that this is going to be a worthwhile experience for them. And, you know, if we agree to move forward together from there, um, I coach in a 12 week container 
And that process includes, you know, like 10 coaching sessions that are one hour. It's all completely customized to my client. There's nothing pre-made. It's not a course. It's not going to be the same for every person. I mean, it generally follows similar, you know, types of turns because a lot of people have similar, um, you know, things to go through, but it is very holistic. Um, that's also another thing that I've had an issue with is like, I didn't want to just be a business coach because a lot of business coaches will only help with strategy. Mm -hmm. And what I'm really finding is that, you know, if you have a good strategy and you generally already know what you need to be doing, but you aren't doing it, that's where the work needs to be done. Why aren't you doing those things? And, you know, that usually is coming back to, um, you know, issues that you've developed as far as, you know, procrastination and perfectionism, who told you you had to be perfect? Why do you think you need to be perfect? Can we change that belief within yourself so that you can just have fun and be creative and messy and, uh, you know, move forward? Um, so yeah, each one is going to be different. Um, some of them can be really nitty gritty as far as planning and deconstructing beliefs and others can be more you know, hey, let's let's go back to this experience that you had that really changed your life um, or informed your beliefs and decisions. How can we um, go back and heal that moment? And it usually is, you know, inner child work. And then there's also two Reiki healing sessions that are done at a distance. Um, they kind of work as break weeks because 12 weeks is, you know, pretty intense. So to have two weeks to break it up with, you know, some energy healing um, is really wonderful. And then I'm there to support them the whole time. And I like to use Voxer so that they can send me voice or text messages, you know, if they're having a little mini breakdown during the week or if they have a question or if they just want to celebrate. I love celebrating with my clients, um, you know, whether it's a money win or, um, you know, they got something done within their business or got a new client or um, even just, oh, I had the confidence to film this video. Like I want to be there to celebrate their success because their success is my success too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exciting. It seems like you've definitely found your alignment in what you were inspired to do um, when you first thought that you could become a coach and you didn't give up when it didn't seem to be in alignment. You asked mm -hmm. why it wasn't. And I think a lot of people just give up. Yeah. Well, there was another period of time that seemed like it was going to be giving up I took a break for a year. Originally, I was a self-love coach. <laughs> um, and I took a break for a year because I was having all these health problems and I didn't have the capacity to you know, hold space and coach other women. Um, and it really felt, it's, it was scary. It felt like I, you know, did I find the thing and now I can't do it? Um, am I ever going to get that feeling back? And amazingly, I did. <laughs> Took about a year, but I stepped back in and found that I was an even better coach and it felt even better than it had in the past. And yeah, it's a journey for sure. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who is struggling to find that alignment or are fearful about looking at why it's not working? Um, I, giving yourself permission, giving yourself permission to let go of timelines that, um, I know that that's something that I had an issue with when I first started coaching, I need to make this happen within the next 
four months. I need to be making money in four months. I need to have a big following on social media. I, you know, need to be able to quit my job because it's killing my soul. You know, all these things. I have this timeline and that timeline blew up in my face very quickly. (laughs) Um, So giving yourself permission to let go of the timeline, giving yourself permission to be curious to, I think, get, take a step back. I think when we can look at ourselves and our issues with more, almost like a third party look at things could be helpful. Um, And I think one of the biggest things that has helped me over the years and in my life is acceptance. There's this radical acceptance of what is. And something doesn't have to be good or bad. Everything is neutral. You know, you're assigning the meaning. Um, And so instead of, you know, just deciding to label this experience as bad or confusing or frustrating, can you take a step back and say, this is the situation that I'm in? Where can I go from here? You know, and it is changing your mindset a bit too. You know, a lot of times we think there's only, you know, one this or that, these are my only options. And if you think you only have two options, you're very wrong. <laughs> you know, the, the universe is unlimited. There are unlimited okay. options. Um, and so can you get creative enough, creative enough to look forward into seeing what those other options could be and getting messy. I really love that book, Big Magic by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Gilbert, yeah. where, where she, you know, just decided she wanted to learn how to garden. And from gardening, she, you know, ended up writing this book and, you know, all these other experiences that she had simply because she had the notion to want to garden. And sometimes we have, you know, something that is calling to us that doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. that logically doesn't make sense. And it might not fit with like, well, I'm trying to improve my career or my financial situation. How does taking a pottery class have anything to do with that? You know, so... Whatever it is, you know, giving yourself the permission to do things that light you up for the sake of, you know, them lighting you up, but you never know. You never know where it's going to lead you. It could lead you to, I don't know, maybe you win a pottery contest and then they fly you out to Dubai to showcase your work. I don't know. Like I'm making this up. Like, but, yeah. but you just don't yeah. know. And um, yeah, just give yourself permission to to be curious and to let the journey be an adventure and to sometimes just say, you know, all right, universe, I'm ready for a surprise. Or I don't know how this is going to work out. This is one of my favorites. I don't know how this is going to work out. Show me how it works out. Right. Within that though, there's a lot of trust and surrender that has to happen. And that is not an easy thing for a lot of people to do. And it requires a lot of trial and error I think do you have any advice for that of surrendering and trusting um I am a recovering control freak Uh (laughs) so it's definitely taken me a while to be able to have that kind of trust and surrender and sometimes I do want to you know take the control back from the universe um And it's not that I have no control, obviously I'm in charge of my own life and my own destiny, but to be able to surrender and, you know, say, I am, um, I'm going to let you show me where the good things are instead of me trying to micromanage every little situation to, to get to the good things. Um, yeah, I would say practice, 
you get good at anything by practicing. One, it might help to figure out why you're like that to begin with. What and, you know, where do you feel out of control in your life? Where, you know, how did you pick up this, you know, habit of, you know, needing to know everything? It's usually, you know, safety. You, if you're trying to control, you, you want to feel safe and secure. And so how can we help you feel more safe and secure? And where did you lose that in your life? Yeah. Um, but as far as practicing, you know, like leading on your intuition, I practice a lot of intuition with my body, what feels right in my body moving forward, not what's logically right, but what, where do I feel like a little, I usually is my chest. Does it feel resistant in my chest or does it feel at ease? Mm-hmm. And I've just been letting myself be on a, um, indefinite trial of right universe and intuition. I'm putting you on trial. I don't have an end date yet. Uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep following my intuition and you keep showing me how it works out. But at some point I might stop and say, this didn't work out and I can take the control back. Sometimes it works to give ourselves a little trick, a little trick in the mind of, well, I'm going to trust my intuition for 30 days or, you know, something like that, or the next two days. And, you know, if, if something goes horribly wrong, I'm going to take the control back and I am, you know, not going to surrender, not going to give this up to the universe. And I can go back to living my life exactly the way it was. You can do that at any time. (laughs) Uh, But so, so far, I think I've been doing this, follow my intuition for a year and a half at this point. And I haven't, haven't had anything blow up in my face too bad to to say, I'm done with this. This doesn't work. You know? Yeah. I feel like in my experience, sometimes when it feels like I'm way off track and like going way downhill, it's actually like a pull to like, get me back to trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And always just letting it be okay. Like I'm confused. That's okay. I'm grumpy. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good right now. I'm angry at the universe, you know, whatever it is, just letting it be okay instead of pushing it away. And I need to be perfect or I need to get back to, uh, you know, a high vibe mindset. And, and I have to have um, happy, positive thoughts because that's what everybody says. You have to have happy, positive thoughts. Right. Um, when really it's more of accepting of what is so that you can actually get back to you know the 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 natural and authentic positive exactly instead of (laughs) instead of trying to create positive around chaos exactly that's where we're trying to get to the authenticity of yourself is not always going to be positive Mm -hmm. but we have to like confront what isn't positive to get to the positive (laughs) yeah and it can be confusing I notice that a lot of people, especially with if they're starting their journey with like manifesting, you know, and law of attraction, which which I have an interesting relationship with. I I believe it somewhat, but not as much as you know, true, you know, authentic like law of attraction teachers. I feel it's more about being what you you know, like what you are attracts what happens in your life than then, you know, I have this to-do list and I'm going to be positive so that the universe gives me a reward. I find a lot of people are trying to game the universe. Like, okay, well, I have to get to feeling like this. How can I feel like this so that I can get what I want? And that has nothing to do with, you know, what 
what life is more about, which is I'm here to experience, you know, life and what is right now might not be that thing that I want, but can that be okay? Can I still enjoy the experience that I'm having? Can I enjoy having a meltdown today? Like I'm going to have a meltdown today. Well, I'm going to make it the best fucking meltdown I've ever had and put on Netflix and, you know, get my coziest blanket and I'm going to be grumpy and, oh, look, an hour later it's passed. Right. Appreciating the meltdown is extremely important to overcoming it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great. So a question that I asked to sort of wrap up the conversation If your inner voice had a billboard, what would it say to the world? What would love do now? That's what it's saying today anyway. I don't know if it might say something else tomorrow. And I might text you and say, I got it wrong. (laughs) That's all right. Because I'm that, you know, type of perfectionist. But as of right now, that's what I was I was feeling is such a good guiding thing for our lives that, you know, anyone can tap into is, you know, how would this situation look different if love was, you know, at the top of the priority? If I was acting from love instead of in fear, what would love do now? Oh, wow. I love that. It's very profound in a very succinct way. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. It's a great way to start my day. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and rating this podcast as it really helps get this podcast out to other people who might be interested in hearing it but don't know about it yet. And also, if you'd like to contact me or reach me, you can reach me at unconditioningpodcast at gmail.com or unconditioningpodcast on Instagram. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay tuned in to you.